All right, I know all this marketing stuff can be confusing, so how would you like to know some of the exact marketing campaigns that I'm running for my clients throughout the year? Well, if you said a big yes to that, you're in luck, because that's exactly what we're gonna do on today's episode. It's time to become the overdog. All you dog businesses, get ready to level up. This is the Overdog Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the podcast, my friends. Good to have you here. Now, uh, you may or may not know this, but most podcasts that are done out there, what typically they do is they'll, they'll do a whole bunch of episodes in advance and they bank it and the episodes will usually come out sometime in the future as they lay it out in the schedule. Now, that's how most podcasts work, but that's not really how I do things for this one. Now, I see why that's a uh, definite a big plus from a management standpoint, and that way, if something happens, you don't have to miss a week and stuff. But I actually record these usually days before they are launched, or at most, maybe a week. And the reason I do that is because I like to make this content based on what I'm seeing your needs are right now. So a lot of times, if you're not aware, we have a private Facebook group called the Dog Daycare Business Think Tank. And if you're not in that group, go join it now. It is free. You just ask to join, answer a couple questions. It's for dog daycare owners only. And it's a great community where people ask questions, share information. And a lot of the you know, the, the topics that you see here on the show come directly from the think tank. I look to see what is being asked, to see what, you know, questions you guys are having, what topics that you're looking to get covered. And so I like to provide it to you as quickly as I can. So um, I'm recording this just a day or two before it's due to launch. So I'm excited to bring this to you. Now, if you weren't aware, I did a webinar. I'm trying to do monthly webinars now like web classes, I call them. Basically, it's just an online Zoom call where I go deep into a topic. And again, I take a lot of those topic choices from the Think Tank group. Well, uh, I think it was last week or the week before, we did one on Facebook ads. How I run Facebook ads, and I showed some you know examples that I of winning campaigns from my clients. You guys uh, really, uh, the feedback was great. You guys loved it. And I saw some people were implementing it already and seeing some good results that they learned, the stuff they learned on that. And that just makes me smile so much. So awesome for you guys who took action and are seeing results. So this podcast is kind of like, it's kind of like piggybacking off that, okay? Because uh, that was great info, but I want to, I want to, I want to add on to that actually, all right? I want to get to help you a little bit further. So today we're going to talk about your marketing structure, the, the, the thing about marketing, what I usually tell people is for a marketing campaign to work, it has to be the right message to the right audience at the right time, all right? And if one of those things is off, then it doesn't work, okay? You have to have all three perfectly aligned and then your campaign will perform really well. So, and what we're going to talk about in this one is the timing of it, all right? Because you can have the best campaign, you could have the best offer going to the perfect people. However, if it's not landing in front of them at the right time, it'll fall flat, 
So timing is everything when it comes to marketing. So you gotta be smart about when you run specific campaigns. So I'm gonna kinda go through what I typically do during a year and what types of campaigns I run at different types of the year just to give you an idea about what might be a good kind of best practice for your marketing campaigns. All right. So the thing to remember is the landscape, the advertising landscape changes throughout the year. And what that means, it means it, uh, it happens from a, def- uh, a, bu- a bunch of different directions. So definitely depending upon the behavior and the mindset of the audience, okay, that changes throughout the year because different things are going on. Also, a lot of these platforms, specifically what I'm going to talk a lot about here is going to be about Facebook and Instagram. It's an auction, okay, which means... Um, you're, you're bidding on people's attention. So the more people that are targeting ads to the same target audience, if a, lot of, if a lot of companies are doing that, then the price goes up. The more competition, the higher prices are, the higher the cost. So, and the harder it is to get your message in front of people because there's only so many ads that can be shown at any given time to any given target market. So it becomes more difficult then. So it's important to know when is the right time to get your message on the platform and when is it optimal to get it in front of the viewers okay so we're going to talk about that so let's start let's start at the beginning of the year okay so the beginning of the year is probably the best time to run ads okay you should be running ads every single january on facebook and instagram if you were ever going to do it that is the time to do it and the reason is is that most companies, and remember, you're competing with not only other dog daycares and stuff, but you're competing with anybody who is trying to market to your target audience. So, you know, typically if you're doing your targeting well, it is, you know, obviously geographical around your location, but it's also interest-based targeting. We're targeting dog people, people who like various dog interests, people who spend money online and all that stuff. So there's a lot of companies, including e-commerce, Um, all kinds of different companies targeting those people. And what happens is most of them spend 80% of their budget over the holidays, okay, the month prior. And what happens is they spent all their money and they're exhausted after all that stuff and they're still regrouping to figure out what their budget and campaign strategies for the new year is going to be. So January is like, there's like nobody on the platform advertising, okay? So you can get the cheapest the cheapest ads you're ever going to get are going to be in the beginning of the year. And because the beginning of the year, the holidays are over, okay? During the holidays, people are doing stuff. They're busy. There's a lot going on, you know, especially here in the United States. Uh, But January is a time where everyone is kind of over that and done with that. And they're regrouping. They're setting, you know, their New Year's resolutions. And they're getting back to work. They're getting back in the swing of things. And they're ready to do something new. So this is the perfect time to do an offer. Okay, so again, in in, Jan, in December, they're really not looking to try something new. They're not le- really trying to do something. They have too much on their plate at that point. There's holiday parties, there's shopping, there's you know all kinds of stuff. But in January, usually everything opens up and people are in the mindset to maybe do something new, to take advantage of stuff. 
So it's a great time to introduce a new service, new product, and to send an offer out. So typically in January is when I go heavy into leads. So if I'm like in day, for daycare, so daycare leads are what I'm focusing on in January. And I will, uh, I will, those, those usually do the best. They're the cheapest. They convert really well. Cause again, people are in the mindset and I will run. And as a general rule, I will run a campaign till it stops working. That's my general rule. Like if it's working, I don't touch it no matter what is going on. If it is converting, I let it go. So those, those campaigns I do in January for the leads that are getting really low cost leads, often I can run them and be successful for probably two and a half months. So that's the beauty of it. Like I can run the same campaign for January, February, and a lot of times into March. Okay. Uh, some of them, it, it depends between client and client. Some do better than others. And a lot of that I think is based on their market, their geography of where they are. But that's pretty cool. A single campaign can can get you all the way that far out. So that's great. So um, if uh, you know if you're listening to this in real time, we just pretty much just came past that. This is the beginning of March now. So um, you kind of missed that window this year, but I want I want you to put it on your calendar for next year. That's the time to figure this out and go all in on leads. All right. So that's great for the beginning of the year, but what I'm gonna, what I usually find is somewhere around um, end of February, and some of my clients it was mid-February this was happening, but definitely by mid-March those campaigns um, have kind of run their course. A lot of what's called ad fatigue is setting in, which means people are seeing it a lot. Um, typically, when the frequency goes up to about three, that means the same person has seen the ad three times, and uh, the conversions start to go down. That's when I know it's time to change something. So that's when I'll switch. To an engagement campaign all right now if you were on that webinar that i did you will remember that i said that there's different kinds of campaigns okay everyone wants to go heavy on leads everyone wants an immediate roi you know we want immediate gratification we want to spend money and see that money's coming in however if we just do lead campaigns it's going to greatly limit our success long term so we have to switch things up so now what we do is a branding engagement campaign and it's not designed to convert people and make money today. It's designed to warm people up, to do touch points. Uh, you know, we're trying to get in front of the, get the name, get the brand in front of people because you have to, they say between five to seven touch points before someone will make a buying decision. So this is just providing touch points, warming them up, getting them ready to buy. All right. And if you skip that step, you know, you, you have to warm them up, all right? Someone you can't, it's very difficult to go from someone who's never heard about you to getting their money in one single, you know, point of, uh, of impact. <laughs> so we got to warm them up. So branding is so important. So like right now we've switched to all engagement campaigns. And so it's all, it's spreading the brand name. It's making those touch points. The other thing, you know, I do when I run engagement campaigns is I'm also encourage and you know this you do in the facebook uh, dashboard the ads manager you can select the objective so i select uh, engagement as my objective for these campaigns because facebook is going to go find people who like to engage with ads or posts and what happens is while we're getting them to engage which means we want them to like it you know any of the reactions to comment on it to share it to save it 
If they do that, it tells Facebook that you like this particular brand, you've engaged with it. So Facebook, the algorithm, then shows you more of that page's content later. So the problem with business pages is it's very difficult to get seen in the newsfeed. You know, only two to five percent of the people who like your page are going to see your organic posts because Facebook is kind of a pay-to-play type of uh, platform. However, if people engage in your content, Facebook says, well, I guess you like this, so I guess we'll show you more of it. And I'm sure you've seen this. You may have gone to a specific page maybe or saw a post that you from a, a business or brand that you haven't seen in a while and maybe you liked it or left a comment and all of a sudden you start seeing them a little bit more in your newsfeed. And that's the algorithm saying, I guess you like that. So I'll run engagement campaigns just trying to get people to interact with the ad with the sole purpose so that your organic stuff is going to show up in their newsfeed more. So you're able to warm them up for free without having to pay for it. All right. Again, your objective to your campaigns is so important. You really got to know why you're running this particular campaign and what your objective is to be successful. Um, so I'll run those for a month usually-ish, you know, March into April. Um, you know, one of the things I'm running right now is a testimonial campaign where I take one of the Google reviews and I kind of make this cool little image up and we're just, you know, showing some social proof out there. But then, uh, you know, once we get into late spring, I start to switch it up a little bit. There I like to switch to a little bit more of a nurture campaign. So this is where we're going to warm people up a little bit more aggressively, um, a little bit more intimately. So a lot of times what I did last year for this is I created, uh, you know, since I am a dog trainer, so I created an eight-week dog trainer tips email sequence. So they could sign up to get an, a new tip every week how to improve their life with their dog, improve their dog's behavior. And people sign up, it's free, and they go into an automation I set up, so every week they're going to get an email, you know, with value. It's just value-based. And then what happens Throughout those eight weeks, you know, so they're getting these emails for two months and this is automated. So, you know, my clients don't have to do anything. We occasionally ask them a question. How are they doing? How's your dog? And we give them maybe an offer within that. Because we've nurtured them a little bit, they're warmed up. So then maybe week, I think it's like week four, I'll send them an offer to maybe try out the dog daycare or one of the other services. And then it keeps going. And at the end of the sequence, I'll, we'll send them another offer. So we're bringing them in. We're getting leads because we're getting their name, their email, and their cell phone so we can you know follow up with them. They go into the nurture sequence. We're warming them up. And then we're throwing in an offer after they've been warmed up. So I like to do that kind of uh, late spring. Uh, I mean, early spring. And then or actually say mid to late spring. And then as summer is approaching, um, that's where things change. People go on vacation. You're not going to see a lot of daycare. Um, so this is where a lot of times we'll create a, uh, I like creating special offers for the summer. So a lot of times we'll do like a summer camp type of offer and try to sell like two or three months of a daycare enrichment package um, up front. Um, I have had success with a, with a bunch of clients with that. Or we'll create some other bundle you know, a summer special, kick off to summer special and stuff to uh, to try to get a, uh, some, some revenue in right before the big summer kind of lull. I mean, you're going to be busy and boarding, but the daycare is going to go down. And then throughout the summer, we switch over to more of a branding play because, again, people are busy. They're doing their thing. They're not ready to try something new. They're, you know, they're, they're kind of scattered in the summer. 
Um, again, depends more a lot where you're from geographically, but most of the time that's what the summer's like. Kids are off of school and people are uh, kind of, you know, they're doing other things. Then as September hits, I like to do a back-to-school campaign. Here's where leads do really well. So I'll start a back-to-school campaign and I'll run a lead, usually lead campaign for, for daycare and it usually does fairly well. Not quite as good as it does the beginning of the year, but it usually converts fairly well. So we'll do that into September and then sometime to like mid to late October, a lot of times we'll switch it up again and either do maybe a, an engagement campaign or a lot of times we'll do a review. This is where I'll do some internal campaigns to um, existing customers where we'll try to get reviews. So I think once a year, it's important to do like a big review campaign. So we'll do that to existing customers to try to boost uh, the reviews on Google, which you should always be doing. So we'll do that. That's more of an internal thing. That's not really paid ads. Uh, but I think it's important to put in your marketing calendar. Then as you as we hit November, okay, this is where things get tricky because this is where companies start going all in on ad spend. All right, and this is where life gets complicated. So as soon as we hit November, we are switching to, uh, the first thing we're doing is we're worried about Black Friday. All right, Black Friday here in the United States is where people will spend an obscene amount of money. Now, here's the thing. Everybody knows about Black Friday, and whether you like it or not, most people take advantage of it. Because what happens is businesses will have a lot of discounted deals that make it very appealing to to spend money. So people are expecting to spend money on Black Friday. They are ready to spend money. So if you don't have a Black Friday offer, you are missing out because they are spending money. They're in a spending mode. Okay, they are their credit cards are out. They are waiting for the deal that they can spend money on. So they might as well spend it on you. So you, you want to have your campaigns ready because it's a very crowded marketplace. And if, especially in Facebook, normally it only takes like a couple hours for ads to get reviewed and approved. But around this time, it could take up to a week or so. So you want to have those campaigns ready to go. So usually in October, we're talking about what we're going to do for Black Friday. And then... As we and I find you know Black Friday used to be a day, and then it was Black Friday Cyber Monday, and now it seems like it's a week, two weeks. It's almost the whole month at this point. Like Black Friday deals start coming up, so I don't like to go away in in early November to do these deals, but I do like the week to do like a week of Black Friday deals. So um, think about what your offer is. I will say when you're thinking about an offer on Black Friday, 10% off, not going to cut it. Okay. People are looking for deals, all right? Now, you may say, well, we don't need it. We're really busy. We don't have to. And good for you. You don't You don't need to. That's fine. What I like to do is to make like um, very specific one-of-a-kind bundled offers, okay? So you're going to bundle a lot of your services into a unique package, and there's a discount for doing that. Because they're buying a lot of services, you give them a discount on all of them, okay? this is a, or, or it's like on a large package, okay? We discount it down. But they're, you know, they're not buying something very low ticket. Uh, it's typically we're trying to get them to buy something a little bit higher ticket. So I like packing in some extra value. And that's the thing. There's two ways you can create a good offer is either you could discount something. Again, I like bundling things. Or you could add more value. So take an existing service or package and all you have to do is add more stuff to it. Okay, And then it becomes a deal. And again, the reason why... Black Friday deals sell so well is because it's a limited time offer. Okay, they know they're not going to be able to get this 
any other time so there's urgency to spend money now I have clients that have made anywhere from ten thousand to twenty five thousand dollars on Black Friday weekend um, with a deal um, so that's pretty good coming into the end of the year that little revenue boost um, is pretty cool so that's what we're working on in the in November and then after that Black Friday rush, you, you're getting into December now. This is when people are really busy. And again, still, the marketplace is very crowded. So ads are a little bit more expensive. So I do not ever, ever, ever run offers or lead campaigns in December. Okay. Also, you'll find yourself very busy because you, you know, as you get to the end of the year, you're going to have a lot of holiday boarding. So that's where I do branding. A lot of times I like to do, uh, almost like a, I call it like a gratitude campaign where we're just like thanking the customers and saying happy holidays and stuff. It's all this is a branding play and I run an engagement campaign for that. So that's kind of uh, the year and how I like to do things. What you'll notice is I don't really typically do boarding campaigns, okay? And the reason is, is people are going to board at very specific times, okay? They're gonna, they're gonna, they need boarding on the summer, they need it around the holidays and stuff, but it is very hard to convince somebody to do boarding when they don't have a trip plan. So no matter how much marketing you do, you're not gonna convince someone to take a trip that they're not, that they don't need to take. So I never focus on boarding ads for dogs. I only do usually typically daycare and other services, training and grooming, but those customers will become your boarding customers. So you'll do internal campaigns to your existing customers to try to cross sell them from like daycare or grooming or training into boarding. Um, if you're doing a good job with your other campaigns, your boarding should be, should be jam packed and full. Now cat boarding is the, is the exception. I have a couple of clients that offer cat boarding. These campaigns have done very well because there's not a lot of options for catboarding. Not a lot of people do it. People are really, they don't have much, many other choices. So catboarding, I think, is good to do. Um, you could do that all year round just to you know create awareness and get people in there and have them book in advance. Uh, whenever I've done a catboarding ad for leads, it has done very well regardless of kind of the time of year I've done it. Um, so that's pretty much it now. Uh, that's mostly Facebook and Instagram. I am running Google ads for a lot of my clients and those you can run all the time, okay? Because Google ads, and yes, Google ads are an auction as well, so you will be paying more money the more competition there are for the keywords. Um, however, there's always, there's always demand because in Facebook, you're paying per impression. So every time someone is shown the ad, you, you get charged for it. Whereas Google, if nobody clicks, you don't get charged. So it doesn't matter, you, you can keep running it and if no one is searching for those terms and no one is clicking, it's totally cool because you're not getting charged for that. Only when they click do you actually get charged. So Google Ads you can run all the time. Um, and I, you know, they're different kind of audiences. Google is a little more expensive, it's higher intent because people are actively looking for a solution for their problems, they're looking for your service. Whereas Facebook, they're not really looking. We're kind of interrupting them and showing them, and, you know, trying to entice them to try you out. So it's a little bit different because it's so high intent, costs a little bit more money. But again, you're only paying per click. So they're great to run together if you've got the budget for it. Um, and you can set any budget you want. You know, I say start slow, like $10 a day is typically what I do to start out. Uh, Google, you will pay more <laughs> if you want to. You could, you could go higher if you want to. Um, but they're to combined 
getting the people who are actively looking plus finding new people. It's like the way to dominate kind of your, your, your area. Um, really cool. So that's it. So I hope that that was helpful. I hope it gives you some ideas about the kind of campaigns you can run throughout the year. I will say that my client, my marketing clients were running ads pretty much all year round. Okay. With very few exceptions. Um, we're always doing some sort of marketing because there's always more people we need to warm up. There's always touch points to be made. Uh, so we want to keep we want to keep that sales funnel moving. We want to keep people moving down the sales funnel into a buying position throughout the year. And that's the problem is a lot of people think I'm only going to run ads when I'm not so busy. And what happens is you haven't done all the work ahead of time. So those campaigns you run at the last minute are never successful. All right, you got to set yourself up to succeed by creating this foundation that make all future campaigns uh, easier and more successful. All right, that's it for now. Have a great rest of the week. I hope this was helpful. I'm going to have some more stuff in the future in the next couple episodes, I think. Um, a little bit more specific about the kind of campaigns I run to give you guys even uh, uh, maybe more detailed look at the exact copy and stuff that I'm doing. Uh, so let me know how you like all this stuff. Have a good one, be epic, and I'll talk to you soon. If you'd like some help with your own digital marketing efforts, just reach out to me at overdogdigital.com forward slash contact, and we can schedule a time where we can get together, chat, and see if I would be a good fit to help you out.